The quality of the people you put around you will determine the quality of who you become yourself. Uncommon Favor, Part 3. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. Well, we'd like to share just a little humor. A prince was put under a spell so that he could speak only one word each year. And if he didn't speak for two years, the following year he could speak two words and so on. And one day he fell in love with a beautiful lady and he refrained from speaking for two whole years so he could call her my darling. But then he thought about it and he wanted to tell her he loved her. So he waited three more years. And at the end of these five years, he wanted to ask her to marry him. So he waited another four years. And finally, as the ninth year of silence ended, he led the lady to the most romantic place in the kingdom and said, My darling, I love you. Will you marry me? And the lady replied, pardon? (laughs) You'll get that one in a minute. (laughs) We're sharing part three of Uncommon Favor. Uncommon Favor, part three. And we're sharing in the book of Daniel in this series. I just love to... Look at the Old Testament. I love to look at the Old Testament in light of the New Testament. So I just love to lay the New Testament on top of the Old Testament. So that way, when you read the Old Testament, you're looking at the Old Testament through the lens of the New Testament because we are New Testament believers. We are in a new dispensation. And so we lay the New Testament on top of the Old Testament. So we look through the lens of what we have received through Christ Jesus. And so I just love laying the New Testament on top of the Old Testament. And so we're talking about uncommon favor And if you look at that through the lens of the New Testament, we have been brought into favor. We've been brought into uncommon favor with God because of Christ Jesus. The Bible lets us know that in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 that favor has been bestowed on us. Favor has been poured on us. We've been accepted in the beloved. Also, 2 Corinthians talks about the fact that God was personally present in Christ Jesus, restoring the world to favor with himself. So through Christ Jesus, we are restored to favor with God. God has bestowed his favor on us. And so when we look at Daniel, when we look at these four young men and the favor of God on their lives. It's nothing but a picture. It's nothing but a foretelling 
of those of us who are in Christ Jesus and the favor of God being lavished on our lives because of Christ Jesus. Praise God. So that's good news. I love to always lay the New Testament on top of the Old Testament. I always read the Old Testament through the lens of the New Testament. And we find out some wonderful things that we have now because of Christ. And so remember we talked about, just a little review, we talked about the names of these gentlemen. Hananiah means the grace of God. Mishael means that he is the strong God. Azariah means the Lord is a help. So we begin to discover God as our present help. We discover the almightiness of God. We discover the grace of God. Then Daniel means God is my judge. And so we discover that God vindicates us. God rights every wrong. And we live our lives before him. We work as unto him. We live as unto him. And he rights every wrong. He vindicates us. And so I love that. We received those revelations of God in the book of Daniel. Then we talked about the fact that we have his name. We have his name. Just as those young men had God in their name, we now, as New Testament, New Covenant believers, we have his name by right of inheritance. We have all the covenant redemptive names of God, and we have the most powerful name, Jesus, that belongs to us now by right of inheritance. We have his name. We have his name. And then we also said that we are sons because these four young men, they were sons. They had parents. They were sons. And so that exemplifies and typifies to us that we are sons. We're now children of God, heirs of God. We are sons. We are sons. We are sons. Then we found out that they made a decision. They made a decision. And we said that our decisions determine our conduct, our character, and our destiny. You manage your character one decision at a time. Your whole life can be uprooted because of one decision, one decision. So your decisions determine your conduct. Your decisions determine your character. Your decisions determine your destiny. And then we just love the commitment that was exhibited in Daniel's life and Hananiah and Azariah and Mishael. We love the commitment they demonstrated the discipline they had and the little health secret that we gained in the way that they lived their lives. And then in Daniel chapter 1 verse 9, here's where we begin to see the favor part and says Daniel 1 verse 9 says Daniel had favor with the dean or he was brought into favor with the prince of the eunuchs. And so here we begin to see that this actually reads in the King James, now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the unit. So, so now we see God's favor. So this is not on Daniel's merit. This is the favor of God. It's not on our merit. We receive favor because of our faith in Christ Jesus. And so we have received the favor of God. God has bestowed his favor on us. God has bestowed his favor and his grace upon us. And then in Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 we talked about God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. 
And it reads, as for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And so we found out that we too can ask for wisdom. You remember Solomon had one question. He could ask anything that he desired and he asked for wisdom. So we too can ask for wisdom. We too can ask for wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and upbraideth not. I found, looking at it through the New Testament lens, listen to these scriptures. This is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. Notice this prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So that's a prayer for wisdom. Here's another one, Colossians 1, 9. We do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So notice God gave Daniel wisdom and understanding and learning and all of that. We too can ask God for wisdom. We can ask God for wisdom. We can ask God for wisdom. Now, there are primarily four places that we get wisdom, four primary places that we get wisdom. Number one, we just said that we get wisdom from God. We get wisdom from spending time with the Lord Jesus Christ. When you spend time in prayer, when you spend time in the word, when you spend time just waiting before the Lord, we get wisdom. He is our wisdom. He is our wisdom. When you get quiet, when you get quiet and allow him to speak to you, we get wisdom. He is our wisdom. Jesus is made unto us wisdom. He's made unto us wisdom. The knowledge of the moment doesn't compare to the wisdom of the ages. Jesus is the wisdom of the ages. And so all of the wisdom of God is located six inches below your nose, right here in your heart. The wisdom of God. So we get quiet, we get wisdom from God. God has answers for all of life. He has answers for marriage. He has answers for parenting. He has answers for finances. He has answers concerning our health. He has answers concerning our careers. God has answers for any area of life. And that wisdom is available right in our heart. So Jesus has made unto us wisdom. The Bible also says that we have the mind of Christ. And in him all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Praise God. We have the mind of Christ. Wisdom and knowledge. And so God will give you wisdom. He'll give you wisdom in every area of life. He'll give you wisdom. So number one, we get wisdom from God. I recall Pastor Nathaniel a while back, he shared something that God had shared with him concerning his health and his longevity and, and living vibrantly. And it was simply a little diet plan that God gave him to eat one day of raw, one day of just water. And so he had a regiment that God gave him every other week 
to do a couple of days of doing different things. But when I heard that, I said, that's the wisdom of God. That's the wisdom of God. So God will give you wisdom concerning any area of your life. God knows best. He knows how to solve any problem. He knows how to make us live, you know, at top peak performance and all of these things. And so we get wisdom from God. Listen to this. This is Proverbs chapter 9, verse 11 says, For by me thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. So God is saying, if you listen to me, I'll multiply your days and I'll increase your life. I'll increase your lifespan if you listen to me. Of course I will. So God will give us wisdom. He'll give us wisdom where health is concerned, wisdom where finances, marriage, any area of life. We get wisdom from God. We can ask him, God, help me. Help me. Father, show me. Help me to save some money. Show me how to get out of debt. Father, show me how to do this. And so we get wisdom from God. You simply ask him first. You ask him first. He'll be delighted. He'll be delighted to share wisdom with you. I remember Joyce Meyer said one time, she said she went bowling one time and she didn't do that well. And she said on the way home, the Lord said to her, he said, I would have taught you how to bowl if you had asked me. You didn't ask me. (laughs) You know, and we do that so often in life. We don't ask God. We don't ask God. I've started now asking God, Lord, prosper my day. You know, first thing in the morning, Lord, prosper my day today. I ask for your help. Show me what to do, how to do, when to do. So we have to start acknowledging God. You have to ask for his help. Ask for his wisdom. Father, help me with these children. Father, help me with this spouse of yours that you've given me. (laughs) So you have to ask. You have to ask. And so God won't just intrude. He won't force himself. But he's available. The wisdom of God is there if we ask. If we ask. If we ask. Father, how can I get in better shape? How can I be healthier? How can I be healthier? How can I live longer? How can I be happier? Just ask. He's happy to share. He's happy to share. He's the ancient of days. It's all the wisdom of God located six inches below your nose. It's in your heart. If you listen, he's right in your heart. Jesus is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. He is our wisdom. Christ is our wisdom. Say that with me. Christ is my wisdom. Christ is my wisdom. Say this. Jesus is made unto me wisdom. Jesus is made unto me wisdom. He is. He is our wisdom. So often we'll go through the day without ever acknowledging or asking him for help, asking for wisdom. So begin to ask God. So that's the first place we get wisdom is from God. I like something Joyce Meyer said. She says, wisdom is to do now what you'll be happy with later. Wisdom is to do now what you'll be happy with later. Praise God. The second place we get wisdom is from wise people. We get wisdom from wise people. Proverbs thirteen twenty says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, He that listens to counsel is wise. And so the second place we receive wisdom is from being around wise people. 
I want you to notice the pattern of people in the Bible that had mentors. They were around wise people and they had mentors poured into their lives. Moses had Jethro, his father-in-law. He became a mentor to him. And his father-in-law observed Moses' life. He gave him some recommendations. And Moses heeded those recommendations and made the changes in his life. And it greatly made his life more efficient and more effective. But Moses had a mentor. He got wisdom. Now notice, that didn't come from God directly. came through a wise person who was in a part of Moses' life. And so we, the second place we receive wisdom is from wise people. So Moses had Jethro, but Joshua had Moses. So Joshua had Moses. So Moses mentored Joshua. Elijah mentored Elisha. Elisha was mentored by Elijah. So notice the pattern there of mentorship. Paul mentored Timothy. He mentored Timothy, my dear son, Timothy. That was his mentee. And so he mentored. So notice the process that we receive wisdom from people. Uh, Naomi was a mentor to Ruth. She taught Ruth how to get a husband. She taught Ruth. She said, I'm going to tell you exactly how to get that man. So she mentored Ruth in how to get a husband. <laughs> she said, look here, uh, 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 you're going to have to put on something else. And you're going to have to put some perfume on. Listen, you, uh, you're going to change your hair. So she mentored Ruth. See, Naomi knew how to get a man's attention. She knew how to get a man's attention. So she mentored Ruth. So notice the pattern in scripture. Wisdom came through people. So we receive wisdom from God. We receive wisdom from being around wise people. A Spanish philosopher by the name of Baltasar Gratian, he says, make your friends your teachers and mingle the pleasures of conversation with the advantages of instruction. In other words, cultivate friendships with people who add value to you. Cultivate friendships with people who add value. If you notice... Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, all four of them, they were friends. They were all friends, and all four were very smart. So I want you to notice that. Notice the little clique that they were running together in. They were smart, but they were all friends, so they understood that they were with people that added value to one another. And so we get that paradigm right there just by looking at that group of friends Notice who they were with. They were all very wise, very smart, very intelligent, and they were friends. And so they added to one another. So the quality of the people you put around you will determine the quality of who you become yourself. And so we gain wisdom from being around wise people. When you're around wise people, you know, all the time there are little tips you can pick up. It doesn't have to be a whole, it could be one little tip. You can pick up one little tip. If you hang around investors, you can pick up one little stock tip. That's all you need. <laughs> one little tip. One little tip can make the difference. One little tip. Being around people, you can pick up one little tip. And then you incorporate that into your life. You incorporate that into your life. Someone said that truth memorized is great, but truth put into your life is powerful. 
So if you can just get one little wisdom tip incorporated into your life, man, it changes your life. It changes your life. Here's some questions to ask yourself concerning being around wise people. Ask yourself this. Am I open to other people's ideas? Am I open to other people's ideas? Am I open to other people's ideas? Do I listen more than I talk? Do I listen more than I talk? Am I teachable? Am I teachable? Am I open to doing things in a way I haven't done before? Am I open to doing things in a way I haven't done before? When Daniel and Azariah, Hananiah, and Mishael, when they were in this new setting, I want you to see that they were very teachable because they were learning a new language. They were learning a new custom. They were learning all type of different affairs. So they were very open to learning. And this is really what made them exceptional to the king because they're learning It was off the chart. They were learning so much and they were just excelling so much. So that taught me the principle of being open to learn, being open to grow, being teachable, being willing to do things in a way that you've never done them before. And so we learn from being around wise people. The third way we learn, we learn from our experiences. We learn from our experiences. August Rodin, he says, nothing is a waste of time if you use the experience wisely. Nothing is a waste of time if you use the experience wisely. So we learn from God. We learn from wise people. We learn from our experiences. John Maxwell said, reflection turns experience into insight. So after every experience, you need a little moment to reflect. Reflection turns experience into insight. What did I learn? What did I learn from that experience? I learned to never do that again, or I learned to do more of that. (laughs) You know, so reflection, it turns experience into insight. So that's the third way we learn. We learn from God. We learn from being around wise people. We learn from our experiences Then the fourth way we learn, of course, we learn from great books. We learn from great books and it begins with the Bible. It begins with the Bible. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So, of course, the Bible is a great book to begin with to gain wisdom. In fact, one of the psalmists, he said, Lord, your word has made me wiser than all of my teachers. Your word has made me wiser than all of my teachers. And so we learn from great books. You ever thought about the book of Proverbs as 31 chapters, which means that it's one chapter a day for every day of the month, chapter of wisdom for each day of the month. And so we gain wisdom from the Bible. And I think that's God's way of saying, here's a little chapter of wisdom for you each day of the month. If you just read one proverb a day, 31 chapters in proverb, most months have 31 days in them. Just a chapter of wisdom for each day. So notice that. So we gain wisdom from books, great books, beginning with the Bible. I like something that Jim Rohn said about books. He said, it isn't what the book costs. He said, it's what it costs if you don't read it. So it's not how much the book costs, it's what it costs if you don't read. And so we learn from great books, we learn from seminars, we learn from podcasts, we learn from all of these wonderful tools that we have 
and resources that we have available. So here's to summarize that when you need wisdom, when you need wisdom, as we saw this incredible wisdom come into the lives of Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael. We saw incredible wisdom come into their lives. And so when you need wisdom, we pray, we ask God for wisdom, we think, we research, investigate, and we are counseled. So those are four things that you can do when you need wisdom. You pray, you think, you research, and be counseled, and be counseled. And those incorporate all those different ways that we receive wisdom. We receive it from God, from being around wise people, from our experiences, from books and so forth. So the Bible says, uh, seek wisdom. Seek wisdom as you're looking for a hidden treasure, as you're looking for silver and gold. Go after wisdom. And so we're to seek. So sometimes you have to get on the internet. You have to read a lot of articles. You have to do your research and ask people and ask questions and investigate. You have to do all of those things because you're seeking Wisdom. You're seeking wisdom. You're seeking wisdom. And so these are some things I just wanted to share that I begin to see in the life of Daniel and those four young men. They had uncommon wisdom. They had uncommon wisdom. And I think God speaks to our lives that we have his wisdom available to us in life. If we would only stop and ask him and if we would put ourselves around wise people. And that we would reflect on our experiences. And that we would spend our time with wise books and other resources that can add wisdom to our lives. Daniel and his three friends, they had uncommon favor. And it's because they had some uncommon things that they did in their lives. And so we'll talk more about that in our next session. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. Those of you who are watching us by television, and you can hear this entire series absolutely free of charge. We're just so grateful for uncommon favor in our lives. You can also email it to a friend and share it with a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part three of the series titled Uncommon Favor by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7910. That's 7910. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7910 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the word.